Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. I am really excited about this episode because I really love, and Krista, you know this, I really love pulling back the curtain and just probably giving too much information about what's going on in my business. So um, if you're an avid listener, you probably know that last year I stopped taking design clients because I needed a break and took Coded Creative full-time after Krista ditched me. <laughs> That's not actually what happened, but yeah. Um, I, all, I actually decided um, this summer that I wanted to start working with clients again, but I did something totally different. So um, in June or July or August, I literally can't remember which month it was, I decided to pivot my business, my personal business, from offering brand and website design to being a virtual and creative assistant for designers and just a handful of creative business owners that are on my client roster right now. So within two months, I think it was two months, I was completely booked out and I have enjoyed dang near every second of the work that I have been doing since then. So in this episode, I guess I just wanted to share my experience of pivoting in such a big way like that with you guys to show you that it's okay to pivot and the not so specific steps that I should have followed. Um, But I definitely recommend everyone follow if you think you're going to be pivoting like this anytime soon. This is going to be a really cool episode because as someone who is watching all of this from the sidelines and giving a little guidance, gentle guidance here and there, it's been really cool to see it all happen the way it has. So I probably won't have a lot to say here, um, but I'll try to chime in where I can, like especially highlighting things that you did really well, which I feel like maybe you won't be good at giving yourself credit (laughs) for. So yeah, this will be fun. Awesome. Okay. So Uh, Let's just go on ahead and dive right into it. So um, like I mentioned last year, I felt like I needed a break from client work. And if you're listening to this and you, first of all, if you're listening to this because you feel like you might want to pivot, you can probably relate that this is a really hard decision to make. And I know Krista, you probably remember like deciding I wasn't going to take clients anymore was not the easiest thing to do. But looking back, I honestly couldn't be happier that I chose to do it because look, I've been very fortunate to have some very beautiful design work that I did for some really amazing clients, but not all of my clients have been really fun to work with. Um, I have had some real duds just like our listeners have from time to time. And in fact, that's where a lot of the content came from for this podcast is that I had some real dud of clients that I had to like learn from and figure out how to deal with. So um, I have in my notes that I was going to tell you guys a little bit about kind of what went into that decision. Um, Just because, like I said, I do understand that it is a really difficult thing to say, okay, I'm not going to take clients anymore. So, um, at the time 
and this was, like I said, sometime last year was probably September or October. Um, I actually didn't have any client work on my schedule. I finished a project and I had nothing coming up. Um, and I don't love the idea of marketing myself like crazy to get booked out. Um, I don't know. I'm just not super comfortable showing up that way, even though I know that's what you should do. And I feel like I'm a lot better at doing it for Coded Creative than I was doing it for my own personal business. Um, around the same time, and I joked about this earlier, but Krista decided to um, leave the business that we had together outside of this podcast. Um, and so I was actually getting a lot of really cool ideas that I wanted to put into that business. So I said, you know what? Um, I could take this full time and spend all my time on that instead of working with clients. Um, and then most of you guys know, if you've listened to maybe even a handful of the episodes of this podcast that, um, Emma stays at home with me, my daughter. So I have very limited time to work and something else I really, really wanted to point out here is that I am so fortunate that my husband makes the majority of our income. So I didn't need to force myself to work with clients. And this is really important to me because I can definitely, I don't know if empathize or sympathize is the right word here, but I can totally understand where you're coming from if you want to not take any clients anymore, but you have to because you have to keep making that money. So yeah. Um, so what did I do after that? And Krista, do you remember that decision when I was talking to all you guys in our Slack group about like what I was supposed to do with my website at this point? <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember so many of like the big things going through your head at that time. Yeah, you had no idea what to do with the website. Something that stuck out to me, and if you're not okay with me saying this, we'll edit it out, but something that you were worried about was, what's everyone else going to think? What are they going to mm -hmm. think if I stop offering design services? Do I just look like a failure? And I think it's even increased for us, like each of us, because we have ourselves on this public platform. I looked at our stats recently. Our episodes get about a thousand people listening for every episode. That's a thousand people listening to us telling them how to run a design business. And I think we're, we've always kept it very open. Like we're not perfect. This is what we've learned. Yeah, um, for sure. But I think that, that made it a really hard decision to make. But I also think it's something that anyone else would feel as well. If I stop doing this and do this instead, what's that going to look like? And I think we'll maybe touch on it a little bit, but I'm glad you realized that I think I had to help you realize that no, no <laughs> yeah, one's going to look at this negatively um, because I, and even if they did, it wouldn't be right. So that was another big thing that went into this decision too. Yeah, no, that, that was a big, big part of deciding not to take clients anymore. And like how, how, or not how, but what I chose to do after that to like officially make that decision to not take clients anymore, because you're right. I mean, we have this podcast and it's scary to say, okay, well, I'm not going to take clients anymore. And in some sense, I did feel like I had to justif justify myself. I have other stuff going on. I don't need to do this. Like, I'm not doing this because I'm a failure. And just to be totally transparent, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I felt like making that decision with no client work on my schedule, I, I obviously felt like, you know, something's not working if I'm not consistently booked out like some of our peers. And that's just not always the case. You're not always working with amazing clients. You're not always booked out six months in advance. You're not always hitting your income goals every single month. Does that mean you're a failure? No. Does that mean you should up and close your business? No, but that's just the realistic side of, you know, 
being your own boss and you being in control of how things are running. So, um, well, going into talking about what I did after making that decision, it's really one thing to say, okay, I'm not going to take any more clients or I'm not going to take any more clients for now, but like actually doing something about that. So you're not getting any more inquiries is a freaking whole nother story. I thought about it a lot. I talked to Krista and some of our other friends. Um, I actually asked one of my favorite business mentors, like, what do I do with my website? I talked to my husband, like lots of thoughts, lots of anxiety, lots of decisions went into this. And ultimately, um, I actually just reverted my website back to being more like a personal blog. So that means I removed my really awesome custom homepage that I think I had just built like a couple months prior to that. Um, I redirected all of the traffic to my services pages over to Coded Creative. I actually, at the time, this was late last year, around the same time and early this year as of recording this, um, I actually started directing some of my traffic to some like design posts and relevant posts over to Coded Creative posts instead. Um, and I basically took my website down without actually doing it. And I think that was the scariest part of the whole thing. And then I guess I should also throw in here because I didn't think about this when I was outlining this episode, but I'll just casually throw out there that I deleted my entire email list around the same exact time <sighs> too. Still, still, <laughs> I still want to have an anxiety attack about that. We're not going to depress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, well, I think what I did there was I sent one last email that was like, hey, you can come follow me over here. This is what I'm going to be doing now. And then I just did it because frankly, I didn't want to continue paying for a, a list of people and then not email them for a really long time. And I didn't see anything that I was going to be talking to them about. So I was just like, you know what, let's just go for it. So um, I kept my website like this for probably eight to nine months. I can't remember exactly when I made the decision and when I started doing um, the virtual assistant stuff this summer, but it was during our accelerator. And one of the ladies in the group was talking about how she was having a rough time with her virtual assistant. Um, at the time, my husband was gone on a deployment that turned out longer than it was supposed to be. Um, I didn't have a ton of stuff going on. Literally like one month after that, I had 10 million things on my to-do list for the summit that I ran. Um, and it sounded fun to be honest, to help out. So I offered to kind of step into that role. Hey, I can help out. You know, I know how to do all this stuff anyway. Um, so after that, another client reached out. She's about pretty cool. Potentially, yeah. Well, Maybe. She's probably, yeah, she's a loser. <laughs> no, so Krista reached out um, and I started doing work for you. Um, and then so from there, I felt like, okay, I have this decision to make. What I am doing, what I was doing for um, the other client, and she's probably listening to this and she knows exactly who she is, but I won't like put her out there. Um, and you, the stuff I was doing for, you know, those first couple of weeks, that first month, I was like, this is fun. Like all of this is really easy. You're, you're paying me to do this. Are you sure you want to pay? Because I know you know how to do this, but it wasn't a know how it was half time to do. So like I said, I knew I had a decision to make. Do I go all in 
tell people this is what I do from now on and kind of see where it goes? Or do I just kind of keep doing this on the side for some friends? Um, And I was liking it so much. And I really liked the idea of being able to bring in more income again. So I went for it. So the official pivot, and I'm going to kind of give you guys more like actual steps that you could follow if you want to do this. But um, how I did it was I post on Instagram stories literally one night, I think while I was cooking dinner, it was like, hey, so I do virtual and creative assistant services now. Um, if you need someone, there's a page on my website. Um, I started sharing also on Instagram when I was working on client work. So I was like, hey, you know, I'm working on this podcast, um, show notes, or I'm working on this or whatever for a client. I Around that same time, I did a Q&A on Instagram and I got a couple questions about my services. So I was answering those. And then things got really interesting because <laughs> a few people that I follow mentioned they were looking for um, assistance. Several people reached out to me after seeing my posts. And I also got a really great referral. And like I said, it was in one to two months. It felt like it went really, really fast. I went from having no client work to, I literally have a wait list with um, probably four or five people on it because I don't have enough time in the day to, to work with everyone. So that's really, um, I know that probably didn't sound very humble, but that's really exciting because I didn't experience that kind of level of interest in my design services very often over like the seven years of having that business. And so it was really cool to be like, wow, so this is working really well. (laughs) Isn't that such an interesting change when that happens? Like, oh, this is what my people want. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like it kind of just happened to work out. And I don't know if we'll talk about this later, but I I think it kind of goes off like just the experience and my connections that I had with people, which we will actually talk about that later. Um, But so should you pivot your business? If you've gotten this far in the episode, should you do it? What are you What are you thinking about here? Um, I think you should ask yourself: Is what you're what you are currently doing is it bringing you fulfillment? Still, do you actually still enjoy it? Um, because if you do, then obviously you shouldn't pivot your business to offering different services. Um, are you consistently booked out? This is one of those questions where it doesn't make that big of a difference. Um, if you are struggling to even get one client, you know, and you need multiple clients every month, then yeah, I totally think you should think about maybe my audience needs something different from me. Um, and also, I want you to think about, do you need that client work? So like I said, I could kind of put a halt on my other business and try this new thing to see how it worked for me because I didn't need that income. Um, yeah, so I wanted to make sure you think about those things too. Um, and something else, is there something you can do to bring money in that's not the services that you currently offer? Um, technically, the fact that I shifted from doing brand and design services to only focus on, focusing on Coded Creative was a pivot um, you know, before all of this that I have done this year, but also the brand in web design to virtual assistant was a big pivot too. So, yeah. I love hearing about all this. <laughs> I was there, <laughs> but it's just cool to think back on. And, um, like I know anybody listening, this is like a scary thing to do and just know that 
yeah, she's sitting here talking about it all chill and it went really well, but it was scary in the moment. So if you're like feeling like you're ready for this and it, you know, is giving you a little anxiety, that's totally okay and totally normal. That comes with doing anything new. Yeah. And I think building off that really quickly, something that was really nice, even when I initially made the decision to like to just take a pause, I'm not going to take any clients anymore right now. Like that was my decision last year. Not I'm shutting this business down, but I'm just not going to do it right now. I didn't totally delete all the pages on my website. I just hid them basically. Something to think about is the fact that you can always do it again. So I think that is the biggest reminder that like you were giving me and the mentor that I reached out to and asked about this. That's something that he told me too, is that just because you're not doing it now doesn't mean you can't ever do it again in the future. Um, And that kind of also plays into the fact that, you know, worrying about what other people think. Well, first of all, most people don't really give that much of a crap about what you're doing in your business and the decisions. I mean, yes, there are people like us who are really nosy and want to know, but (laughs) most people don't really care. Um, But at the same time, if you jump into it, you put a pause, you try new services, whatever, and it doesn't work out, then you can always move back and people aren't really going to care and worry, like worry themselves over why you're making these decisions either. So I think that's something else to, um, to remember. Um, something else I wanted to point out really quickly before I give you guys like some actionable steps that you can take to pivot your business. I wanted to talk about the importance of community because you and I were talking about probably around the time that I was starting to get booked out, um, was, Hey, I'm getting booked out. And what is the thing behind this? That's really working that maybe didn't necessarily work as well with the actual brand and website design services. For me, I noticed when I stopped and looked at who my clients were, a lot of the clients that I have on my schedule right now are people that I have built relationships with over the course of several years. So it's really important for me to tell you this because this is why it is so vital for you to participate in your community, to show up, to support other people, to answer people's questions. Oh my gosh, two of my clients right now are people who have listened to this podcast, who have, you know, put stuff out there and we've answered questions for them. One of my clients Um, actually two of my clients came from the accelerator. So I want you to think about how are you participating in your community and connecting with people and networking, because it's been really amazing to me to realize that some of my clients are people who have learned from me. Some are people who I have learned from, like one of my clients is someone I was telling my husband that I've been following her since probably 2014. Um, And so that's really cool to five years later be her virtual assistant. So kind of going along with that, when you have those kind of connections, regardless of what services that you're thinking about offering, you automatically have a leg up on other people who offer those same services that you're pivoting to because you have that really great connection with that person. So several people literally were like, you know what? I know you, I trust you. I see that you've been running your business and you kind of at least look like you know what you're doing. So yeah, I'm (laughs) going to trust you to hire you. Um, 
really benefited me that I also had experience running my business and et cetera, but that kind of goes into the specific services that I'm offering. And I wanted to also say here, this is not to say that you can't book yourself out as quickly if you don't have those strong connections with other people online, but I definitely think it'll be harder to do. I almost say that you can't without those connections. Not that you can't do it ever, but you can't do like you were like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, I have a new inquiry today. Oh, I have one today too. Like nonstop. And I really have a hard time thinking of any circumstance where that would happen without connections. So just something to focus on for everybody for sure. Yeah. And that's like, even before you may think that you want to pivot, like right now, think about how much you are actively engaged with the people who you follow on Instagram and people who follow you. Like those little things build up over time and make a really big difference in the grand scheme of your business and your success. Even with, even if you never pivot your business, if you continue offering brand and website design services forever until you're not in business anymore, um, those kind of connections can also help you grow that business as well. So that's why it's really, really, really important. Okay, so let's shift and talk about like specific steps that you can take to pivot your business. And I know that this episode is getting long, so I'm going to try to breeze through these quickly. Um, So the first thing is to think about what you want to offer. Um, If you already have passive income and you maybe just don't want to take on client work anymore because you want to build up your passive income more, then boom, that's your decision. It's very, air quotes, simple. Um, All you have to do is announce that you're no longer accepting clients. You can put up a wait list for if you decide you want to take clients again in the future. Um, And then you can remove your services pages or redirect them. Personally, I would redirect them to your passive income if they're relevant. Like maybe instead of a I do it for you, it's I teach you how to do it situation. So you can just send them over to that. Um, But if you're thinking about offering something completely new that you've never done, like what I did, basically, this is where it gets a little bit trickier. You do have to decide what you want to offer. What are you good at in your business? What are you really interested in learning how to do more of? Maybe you do brand and website design right now, but you totally love, you know, planning and scheduling your Instagram. So you think you want to do social media management, like that's a thing. Um, So that could be something that you consider offering as your new services. Um, also think about, like I said before, what experience you have in terms of like my own personal experience with this. I really loved running my business, like the admin stuff. I know most people don't enjoy those types of tasks. Um, but I also felt really confident about what I was able to do for other people. Um, and on top of that, I have almost a decade of experience of running my business. So I knew I could do it for others. And that kind of paired together with seeing that there was obviously a need for people who have experience with admin and design led me to like really take the leap and put it out there, put the wait list up, you know, all that sort of thing um, and really start taking the new clients. Now, when you're deciding what you want to offer, you also have to think about your pricing and your systems. So pricing is really tricky. And I definitely think, and I'm curious what you think about this, Krista, but I feel like you have to be humble. Like if you are completely changing to something that maybe you've never done for clients before, you're probably going to take like a little bit of a pay cut, basically. 
Well, yeah. And I mean, for you, it went because it, it did, it was like a pay cut because going from specific design to general VA is a little bit different. But like along with that though, since I know your exact pricing, I can speak to it, but like you started on the higher end or no, the lower end of a high priced VA, like a, a good VA, you know, where someone else starting out that didn't have experience would be charging what, 15 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour, maybe. Um, so like, I don't know, there's, there's different things to look at with that. I don't necessarily think people will always need to start from like ground zero, but it, consider your experience I don't know, in relation to other people who have been doing it. And I honestly, I feel like Corey has better experience than like better experience and knowledge than a whole lot of the VAs out there. So yeah, I have a whole separate rant that I could do about that off the recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like you were saying, take your experience into consideration and also think about uh, do market research, actually. Like, look at what other people are charging for these similar services. Have you ever done that service for a client before? You've only done it for yourself? Well, maybe you offer, you know, a lower price to some of your first couple of clients and they understand that this is, you know, you're eventually going to raise your rate, rates with them in the future. Um, so kind of think about those two things. I also want to point out here because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this when they're helping you kind of figure out your pricing. You have to think about what it costs you to run your business and the amount of money you actually need to make to like pay your bills each month. So when you're figuring out your prices, how many clients you can take at a time, um, you know, think about those things as well and kind of blend all that together in a big mixing pot <laughs> and pull out the best price that works for you. And if you start too low, hey, you can always raise it. So there you go. There's our super specific formula. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, super specific formula. Okay, so systems. I want to breeze through this really quickly as well, but it was important for me to mention because when I was initially doing this pivoting and I was like starting to get these inquiries, I was like, so what do I do now? I literally was asking you, I was like, did your past VAs send you X? How did they bill you for that? What did they do about, uh, like, I'm so serious, you guys. So Krista, yeah, you're dying laughing at me, but I was like, how do packages work? What about overage? Like all, like I literally had all of these questions. And in, in addition to asking you, what you didn't know is that I was sitting here Googling like crazy and I couldn't <laughs> find the answers. I was just finding other irrelevant crap. So I'd be like, okay, Krista, this person is asking me to do this. So please tell me, give me the insider trade secrets for what your, your VAs have done so I can like steal all that knowledge and do it for my clients. So you kind of have to think about these things up front before you start offering these services or you're going to get yourself into a situation like I was where people are inqu inquiring with you and you're like, okay, hold on. I'll get back to you when I figure out how I'm supposed to do this. So I like, I am basically laughing about that right now, but I, and granted, I feel like I was probably laughing about it a little bit then too, but at the same time, it's embarrassing. Cause you're like, oh, maybe I should have thought about that before this. Yeah. Um, well, it's like you forget that you have all your crap together for that initial business and you don't even think that, oh wait, I kind of have to redo that for this new one. 
Yes. Yeah, definitely. That's what's in my notes here. Like if you are offering something completely different, different services, whatever, then things are probably going to change. Um, so like I was used to getting paid upfront and all that. And instead now half my clients pay me at the end of the month. And so it gives me something else to think about. Um, so like, for example, I want you guys in your systems to think about what should be in your contract. Hello, what are all the different line items that you need to kind of outline in that? When are you going to send invoices? Like I said, half my clients pay me up front for packages. The other half, um, I bill at the end of the month that works for me. But now I know that before I was like in la la land, I had no freaking clue. (laughs) What onboarding material do you need? If anything? So this was another one that I kind of made after somebody asked me for an intro packet. And I love telling you this because you're probably like, wow, this is the person that's working for me right now. Oh, shoot. <laughs> but um, but you have to be prepared to kind of tell people the information, like what services you're offering, what's your timeline like, what, like everything that you tell people for your design services right now, the prospective clients for your new services are also wondering about those type of things. Um, one other thing that you can think about is updating any necessary workflows. So I was thinking like specifically in Dubsado, um, if you have anything set up to automatically send an invoice or whatever like that, if you need to go in and like actually edit your workflows and think about when you're sending these things and what's scheduled when and all that stuff, then um, definitely think about that as well. So the next thing that you have to do is create a new services page on your website. So this is another one of those things that once you figure out what you're going to offer, your prices, your systems, all of that, then you can put up a page on your website. And I am recommending that you figure out all the very, very important stuff first before you put up a page on your website. One, so you don't find yourself in a situation like I was in kind of having to wait until you've googled it enough to figure it out or ask around enough to figure it out once you get inquiries but also because it's going to help you figure out exactly what to say on your services page how to sell your new services so your services page is going to be generally pretty similar to what you have for your design services but the way you say things what you include is likely going to change with the new ones so let's move on to the next thing so getting new clients now that you have done all of the pre-work it's time for you to actually put yourself out there and start to get some new clients on your schedule so krista what do you think the first thing that people could do when they're pivoting their business to get new clients would be Tell people. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty obvious. (laughs) That's pretty obvious for like anyone even not pivoting your business. If you want clients, you got to tell people. So tell people that you are offering a new service. Um, Like I said, so, so obvious facepalm moment. I was really nervous to do this partially because I was scared of what people would think. But ultimately, I just decided, you know what? Let's just go for it. Because honestly, what is the worst that could happen? No one's interested. Okay, cool. So I can go back to what I've already been doing all year long. It's not that big of a deal. So you could post to Instagram. This is exactly what I did. And it worked really well for me. Um, You could send an email to your email list if you didn't delete your email (laughs) list. Um, You could write a blog post announcing, hey, I'm 
pivoting, you know, here's what I am going to do now. And then you could also post in your favorite community, whether that's Facebook, um, a Facebook group or Slack or whatever, wherever you hang out with other people online, you could just let people know that you have openings for this brand new service that you're offering. Something else that I also want to really encourage people to do is actually directly reach out to people who you know need that service. So that's part of the way that I got booked out as quickly as I did was because not only did I have people who were inquiring because they needed those types of services, but I also saw this and this and this person all posted around the same exact time on Instagram stories that they were looking for a new virtual assistant or they needed a creative assistant or whatever it was. And I just flat out responded. I was like, Hey, you know what? I've recently started doing that. And I am really happy to talk about how we can work together. And I'll just be honest with you. Those people were like, I had no clue that you were offering those services now. And that was after I had posted. And this is why it's so important to kind of stay on top of, um, like informing people that you have changed your business and also Instagram in general, but that's like coming up in a couple weeks uh, that we're going to talk about that. Um, Like I said, time was really on my side and I, I kind of feel like I lucked out because of all, all of the people who posted that they were looking and all the people who needed a new assistant around the same time. Um, But if you don't feel like you're seeing that, if the people you follow Um, are not kind of needing the new services that you're offering, then definitely reach out to your peers or your biz besties. Ask people, say, you know what? I'm completely changing my business. I'm offering this brand new thing now. Do you know anyone who um, needs this service? Because I have one client right now who came from a really awesome referral. And actually you recommended me for another uh, position, which that didn't work out. Totally fine with that. Um, But stuff like that can really help you get out there even more. And it's so, so beneficial for brand new services that you've never offered before. Yeah. Something else I was thinking about is I think I did this. I don't remember if I told you or not, but I let my VA know, my other VA who was booked out at the time, I let her know that Corey was now offering VA services. So if she got an inquiry, Corey was one of the people she could refer these people to. So, you know, you could take that uh, upon yourself and go to people offering these new services you're pivoting to that you know are successful and probably booked out. Just let them know what you're doing and that you'd be open to them sending referrals your way and you're doing them a favor because then they don't have to wonder what to do with these inquiries that they can't handle. Yeah, for sure. And that's something that I think even people who are listening to this just because they're curious, they're a little nosy, they don't have any interest in pivoting their business. That's a takeaway you could get from this episode. And I had done that for my brand and website design services is you could straight up reach out to people um, who are offering the same services as you and say, you know what, Um, I have some openings. I don't know how your schedule looks, but if you need to send anyone my way, I'd be happy to um, kind of help take some of that extra work off your hands. So to just kind of recap this episode here, um, pivoting your business away from design work or to different types of design services, whatever it may be, can be really scary. Uh, But if you are getting burnt out and you feel like you need a change, it's definitely worth considering making this switch in some way. So maybe you're 
like I talked about before, maybe you're just pausing on taking clients to focus on passive income. Maybe you're completely changing your services altogether and not offering design anymore. Um, I did want to throw out here, if you are thinking about switching to just different types of design services, I want you guys to go and listen to episode nine, where we talked to Caitlin of the Crown Fox about how she pivoted her services from one type of design to a different one, because that's a little bit better for anyone who maybe is just burnt out on brand and website design, but they still want to do design work. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.